When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Happy Valentine's Day, Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Ah, this is fun. Has I don't think this has ever happened, has it? That no. uh yeah, that the show has coincided with Valentine's Day. Wow. How fun. How fun indeed. <laughs> and we're recording on the day that we're I releasing. know. Yes. Yeah, so sorry, dear listener, that we're late today, but we uh things are going on. Things happened. <laughs> but that's all right. So, let's get into it. How's your week been? The week has been fine. Um, I think the most important thing is that I got to spend a lovely weekend with my Jimmy Kins. Very nice. We made, um, where, where I guess we're doing a tradition now where we um, uh, make a meal together for Valentine's. And so we did uh, um, Din Tai Fung inspired spicy chicken wontons and a cucumber salad. It was really nice. And as we were making the wontons, I put on Crazy Rich Asians, um, mainly because there's a whole scene where they're making dumplings and uh-huh. in, the, in the movie. And it added a nice little festive air. It's, it's, it was really fun. So, yeah. And it was I super tasty. Without fetal ingredients, right? Yes, without fetal ingredients. <laughs> I actually wow. did not think about that until now. And if I have any leftovers, I will throw them out because I cannot eat that anymore. <laughs> well, I'm happy to ruin yet another dinner of yours with yes. horror references. Awesome. I'm going to put that on the chart. Uh, I wish I was keeping a chart now for for that. Um, the meals are spoiled sure. for Joe. <laughs> I'm sure there's been many. Uh, that's so fun that you did that. We actually had um, last night for uh, Sunday night dinner, we had a few friends over and we did like a Palestinian potluck uh, meal. It was super fun. We, you know, everybody kind of made different dishes and we sat down and had a nice dinner together and talked. And, you know, it was like it was like the pandemic never happened. Wonderful. <laughs> Or it's like the pandemic is over when it's, you know, not, but uh, (laughs) it was very nice. It was just, uh, the food was delicious and uh, everybody brought really good stuff. I I don't think there was any, any duds and that's awesome when you're trying something new. Cause you know, I mean, it was like most of us, it was a new, new recipes. Yeah. We didn't try. Did you have anyone from Palestine there? Not that I know of. Okay. It was no just, one. we wanted to, but uh, one of my friends got a couple of cookbooks and, you know, we've been trying to plan this for like, I don't know, six, seven months. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of all came together finally. Well, I'm glad that it finally, what was your favorite thing that you made? Uh, well, I made a really delicious chicken dish, moussakan. Uh, that was really yummy uh, with lots of, it had like sumac in it, which is this lovely, like citrusy spice. Um so that was really good. Uh, what else? One of my friends brought these delicious carrots, like roasted carrot dish. It was so good. Um, yeah. I mean, all of them were good. Like everything was delicious. I made a labna that turned out really good, but that's super easy. It's like yogurt and salt and you leave it in your refrigerator for a couple days to drain. Wonderful. It was delish. I, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can't go wrong with a labna. Yeah. 
So that's just, it's just lovely. We were both like doing cookings this weekend. Go us. I know. I know. <laughs> Did you watch any of the super game? The, the superb owl, um, the superb owl. I did a little bit in the beginning. Um, I, James and I returned to our families on Sunday and, uh, he was watching with his family. I watched with mine. We made a ton of food. We, by mean, by we, I mean like, you know, everybody else. Um, my dad smoked some <laughs> tri-tip and pork roast and yeah, shish kebab, Vietnamese egg rolls. Like it was just a whole ate it all. Eat it. I know. It was just like four of us, you know, just four. You know, it's so much food for four people, but delicious nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I was mainly watching for trailers because there were a lot of trailers that came out um, on, on uh, that were commercials. Ah, commercials. So. <laughs> How does one produce a commercial? Um, <laughs> Have a million dollars. Have a million. Yes, exactly. Uh, I didn't watch really any of it. Uh, we did watch the halftime show. Okay. I had to think about it because I call it the intermission. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's fun to say that. And then everybody's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the intermission. Um <laughs> So we did watch that. That was fun. Uh, made me feel old, uh, you know, <laughs> in a new in a new way. Uh, it, that's the fun thing about getting old. It, older is that there's always something new to be like. Wow, I didn't even think about how old that song is, or how old that thing is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or that I wasn't even in high school yet when some of these songs uh, were <laughs> coming out. <laughs> so it's just yeah uh but it was great the show was awesome i i enjoyed it uh i know i've been so busy this morning with like schoolwork and other things that i haven't really been paying much attention to online but i know there's people like talking about how much they hated it and i'm like i don't know what people want anymore are they white people probably yeah it's probably a lot of conservatives that were like what you know uh but i i saw friends a few posts from friends like defending it uh, or like, you know, fuck these people who like are mad about the Super Bowl. And I'm like, people are mad. I would have thought if not, I thought that that show would have like been sort of well received. So I don't know. I don't know what people want anymore. And I <laughs> again, like it's I, I was kind of telling I was telling my mom as we were watching because they were doing the coin toss and my mom was like, oh, is one of the, the cameramen is like in the middle of the shot. What is it? Uh, you know, aren't they like blocking people? And I'm like, the Super Bowl is not for the people who are there. The Super Bowl is for us. Like it's an in like a television event. So right. it doesn't really matter where the camera is or is not. We have the best seat no matter what. So you can spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to be there. But I mean, when in actuality, all of it is just in service to the people at home. And you got to think about who goes to the Super Bowl, right? Like either you're either a, a huge football fan, no matter what, or you're a big fan of either team, but yeah. you have a lot of money because the tickets are super expensive. So but, the likelihood of folks, you know, the likelihood of the types of folks who would appreciate any of the shows that are there. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. Okay. I was like, I don't know where you're, how, what connection you're making because again, I thought that a lot, like I haven't read, so I need to maybe not even commented until I really read like what people were saying, but I thought it was like uh, at home audiences were like, you know, complaining about it. I didn't think even about the people that were there. They all seem to be having a good time by, you know, the reaction of like the crowd, but I mean, you know, who the hell knows? I, you know, I, whatever. <laughs> it's just the, i mean it's the spectacle i think if i i think if you and i were there we'd be having a good time because yeah i was happy you know. to see mary j blige i wish the whole thing would have just been her i love her so i was super stoked i was like this is no. great she was like no more drama and you mm-hmm. know she she made people google the word dancery like right if we can we you know at any time, I think like every five years, we something happens with Mary J. Blige where people have to like re-Google what the what a dancery is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like when Hillary Clinton was running and she interviewed her, 
and you know Hillary Clinton had to look look up what a dancery was. Uh, that's that didn't happen. I'm just you know re- I'm I'm glad that every you are contributing then. to fake news, Joe. You are you are causing you know We're undue the- panic in people. We're part of the liberal media. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, so I didn't really care. I mean, I'm from Cincinnati, so like everybody I know from there was all freaking out because it's been a long time mm-hmm. since the Bengals, um, Bengals, Bengals, whatever they're called. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I don't the bang- care. The, uh, the Bengals, Eternal. Yeah, fight. the Bengals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do, the, you know, they didn't even they didn't even do you know walk like an Egyptian. Cruel summer. Thing. Like <laughs> what happened? Hey, Monday. Come on. <laughs> Could you imagine? This is amazing. <laughs> the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Um, that, you know, actually, that seems like a really lost opportunity for some good wordplay, you know, to have mm-hmm. had the Cincinnati Bengals with the Bengals as the halftime show. Yeah. And then w- what would be the Rams? I don't was, know. This is awful. We have, like, we have to stop this. This is a mess already. Um <laughs> Point is, is that I just, I didn't care. I don't care. I don't watch it. Uh, you know, it was funny because you would text me thinking like, oh, you're having like, a di- you must be having a Super Bowl party. I'm like, Joe, do you know me? You Have you met me ever one time? I asked because I was like, oh, you're having, you're having people over at around three o'clock and tip off is at, uh, kickoff is at three 30. I'm like, what, Yeah. what are you, are you having a party? Like, I didn't know. Is it because you're from Cincinnati? What did I call it? I call it Cincy. <laughs> right. Cincy. Cincy pride. No, I don't care. Um, and it was funny because, like, nobody even thought about it. Like, we're like, yeah, we'll get together Sunday. And, like, you know, so we had, like, our usual kind of um, – or we, we have a friend that comes over on Thursdays to watch, like, the Book of Boba Fett or Star Trek Discovery or, like, you know, just the, the nerdy shows, um, not horror-related typically and uh they were like wait um we were talking about the getting together for dinner and jeffrey's like wait but that's the super bowl and we were both like what it was like oh yeah so we're not gonna watch that and jeffrey was like well i kind of want to watch a little bit of it i'm like you can go in the bedroom and watch in there and leave the rest of us alone with your foosball I mean, it's it's a cultural moment, so yeah. No, I, I mean, my brothers were all excited, and you know, I think you know, it's one of those things. But uh, yeah, I just I don't care about football. Again, I mean, I'm happy it exists for people that like it. If you won money, good for you. If you lost money, hey, I'm sorry, that sucks. Uh, there you go. Did I sent you that divine meme? Didn't I? Where it was like, um, how I feel about it. It's like I hope they both lose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's gonna be me." I don't care. See, this um, is how, this is how I love you because it's like you immediately went to when you thought of the Super Bowl, you immediately thought of gambling. Which, like, uh, bless your heart, because I mean, like, I w- I think about the Super Bowl, I think about food. You think about the Super Bowl, you think about winning money. That's all I heard from people. Like, I kept hearing, like, um, you know, oh, I've got you know money on if it's you know five points or 10 points or two points or whatever i don't even know what they were talking about i'm like i don't i mean listen y'all okay my brain there's has to be room for horror stuff so there's no room for sports ball (laughs) like i don't i don't even know how football is played like i don't know the rules of the game it makes no sense to me like when people are talking about it and, you know, and I'm like, I've, I'm okay with that. You know, like there are people that don't have, you know, a, an historical analysis of horror films, you know, and that's fine for them. They don't need it. You know, you're so watching I just it don't. and you're like for for a game called football, there is very little to do with their feet other than running. Yeah, it's not like I, the whole soccer, thing. which is actual, you know, football. Yeah, don't they, like, pick it up and throw the ball around? It should be called throw ball. I don't know. I'm not... <laughs> I shouldn't be in charge. But it's like, I really don't even understand. Like, when people are talking about it or saying, like, you know, down and up and, you know, it's the, you know, ninth, whatever, bottom of the ninth. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. The bottom of the ninth is a baseball term. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Am I more... I mean, like, is this my, like, mask drag? That is my, I mean, I, I'm not a sports fan by any means either, but like, I do appreciate 
Um, I do appreciate the narrative storytelling of like, you know, the battle and the, but I mean, it's very, it's very like war. It's very, you know, yeah. um, very colonial in, in a sense of like the, they do battle on the grid iron. Um, and all I think about is like, you know, waffles when you think of grid iron, um, I think of a waffle iron. Um, yeah. Can we be done with football now? <laughs> yeah, that's fine by me. I'd like to move on and talk about things I do actually care about. Okay. For instance, uh, it was announced this week that Screambox, which is another horror uh, app or, you know, like channel. I have it on Amazon Prime. So it's mm-hmm. a channel you can get Screambox. They are getting the whole like Freddy's Nightmares uh, television show, which yeah. I'm super stoked about. Um, I think it's the first time that it's going to be streaming. Uh anywhere let me see no it, it wasn't anywhere it was on um i think it was on daily motion uh because i wait did, but is that like ripped i don't i don't i i don't know that i don't know her. okay i don't know who rip is um and, and i know this because i did two episodes of our dear friend brennan's uh charity podcast that recapped every episode of Freddy's Nightmares. I did the first and the last episodes of that. Um, okay. Well, Screenbox is their press release or their press information is that this is the first time that it's going to be streaming like officially, like with a license. I think Daily Motion is like ripped. Like people have ripped it either from VHS or uploaded it i don't think it's like again, nothing against it like hey watch it however you can watch it i don't know and if i did i wouldn't implicate myself let's put it there we way. go okay there <laughs> we are well officially Screenbox will be uh, airing it and i think it starts tomorrow the 15th so it's 4.99 a month i think there's probably a seven day trial or a 30 day trial or a 14 day tri- you know how all that stuff works so you know you could probably get on there get a free trial and just binge through it all i think there's like how many episodes of that show are there 40 ish or there's like two three seasons i think yeah it is a pretty wild show yeah i'm super excited that because i i mean i remember 44 episodes so i remember it being like on uh television and rerun so i've seen some of them but i've definitely not seen all of them so i'm just super stoked to like sit and watch uh you know kind of revisit that's definitely something uh that i have not um seen all of and and have it really truly watched it since I was a kid. I mean, I think I watched a few episodes when, yeah, when Brendan was doing that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just kind of here and there. I actually really want to sit down and like binge through it. Uh, so I'm excited about that. So that's the, that's the one thing that's uh, coming up this week. And, and just for reference folks, uh, when it does come out, you'll want to go on to your podcast and look for welcome to primetime, a charity mini series. Uh, there we go recaps all the episodes of freddy's nightmares look for me our dear friend brennan had some great guests on and it, it's it's pretty there are people in this like there are names in yeah in this thing there's a john cameron mitchell moment there's like all these different folks of the 80s so uh, yeah it's another one of those shows that like you know you kind of got like your first early roles you know mm-hmm. on that so yeah there's lots of there's lots of those names uh so yeah so i'm excited about that uh the netflix texas chainsaw massacre film comes out friday uh i'm very excited about that uh that's gonna be juxtaposed with the marvelous mrs Maisel season four that's finally coming out so not horror well i mean not horror in the traditional sense maybe. horror in the existential <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> in the overbearing whiteness that is the marvelous <laughs> mrs Maisel. yeah that's true but i enjoy the show and it's been like two years or three years since it last aired i don't even remember how long it's been but three it's, years uh, 2019 yeah. yeah so very excited for that to finally return find out what uh, everybody's up to on that show uh, I am excited for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. I'm I'm kind of debating if I should like put out an invite if people want to like come over and watch the original and then watch um, the remake or not remake. It's not a remake. It's a sequel a to the original. Maybe are, are is that going to stick? 
Like, I, is yes. this Mean Girls? Is it like, oh, quit trying to make Requel happen? I is mean, that going to be a thing? I think I it's going to be a thing. Uh, so wait, is this a series? Is this a movie? What is this? It's a film. Yeah, no, it's okay. just a movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's very much in the vein. To me, it looks very much in the vein of like Halloween. Uh, you know, Marilyn Burns character, Sally um, from the original is like, you know, been waiting 50 years or whatever to, I guess, like get him. And then there's like a whole story of people kind of coming in. It seems like um, it's like people wanted to like gentrify the town that Leatherface lives in. I don't know. It's we're we're going to see. We're going to find out okay. uh, Friday. And then uh, we're probably going to we'll probably eventually do it for fight school just because I, you know. I love a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <sighs> we still have part two. Exactly. We still have part two dangling out there. We made you watch it and then we never did anything with it. So it's still out there. I'm convinced that that was some sort of cr- twisted April Fool's joke. Like, here, yeah. watch this movie and we're going to, and we'll do it and we never did. Yeah, but it's still out there waiting for its moment to, uh, to arrive. <laughs> Uh, trying to think. Oh, you know, I did go see, um, Five Cream again mm-hmm. with uh, a dear friend with one of our with one of our mutual friends uh, who wanted to go see it and found like an early showing on Friday last Friday. So I was like, you know, I'll go and see it again, and I did enjoy it better on the second watch. Uh, I don't think I would, uh, I wouldn't change it where I put it on my list, mm-hmm. uh, but I did enjoy it more the second time around having had time to kind of, um, you know, soak in a little bit more of it. Uh, it's all, there's also, well, again, maybe it's just me, but there were quite a few moments that I was like laughing out loud at, and I was the only person. So, but I was like, it's much funnier than I thought it was. Like, it was just not honest. On a second watch, it was improved. So I just put that out there to other people listening. If you went and were like, eh, I don't know. I don't care. Like, or whatnot. Or maybe you didn't like it. Eh, maybe give it a second watch if you want. If you can. If you get a moment. If you get a chance. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot more on the second watch. Or maybe that's because I, since I knew what was happening, I could kind of like look at it, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. From the 10,000 foot view. Yeah, yeah, without, like, wondering who's doing what and where it's going, uh, you know, and, and without the uh, expectation I had. I was just like, let's just watch it and enjoy it. Because, like, Scream 4 was like that, too. I remember when I first saw Scream 4, I was like, I don't know how I feel. And now I've watched it several times, and I really enjoy Scream 4 a lot. Um, so, but that also might be the Kirby character, Hayden Panettiere. Mm-hmm. I just really love her. She's great. I hope that she comes back in Scream 6. Um or whatever they're going to call it. Scream kills, scream Wait, ends. Isn't she dead? I don't think Kirby was dead. Yes, they they killed her. Oh, I thought the thing was that they could possibly cuz everybody's talking about that like that she should come back that like maybe she's still alive. I mean, is it a situation where like we never actually saw her kick it, but we did see her get stabbed? And yeah, we saw her get killer. stabbed, but I don't think we know. Like, did she really die? I don't know. Maybe, maybe she did, but I thought we didn't really. I, I, I everybody was talking. I kept seeing like sequels, or I mean, um, hmm. Let's see. Or no, wasn't there? Hold on one second. Ugh. Yeah, no, in this new film, 10 years later, she was revealed to be alive, having contacted Dewey prior, uh, well, yeah, she's in his missed call log, so it was like a thing that, um, it was like a Easter egg that she's still alive, she survived her stabbing. Oh, okay. Did not That's what, so everybody was talking about that, that's what the, like, the, the conversation was, so it was like, she should return for the next movie, and I agree. Anyways, man, this we're just all over the place today, Joe. Uh, did you watch anything this week or see anything that brought you joy? I've been rewatching uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay, prepping, prepping, uh, prepping, prepping. Indeed, um, I one of the writers that I follow recently got a gig writing on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and so it looks like they're already writing the script for the next season. Awesome. Which, which is really cool. Um, 
James and I spent a lot of the weekend watching uh, old episodes of Drag Race. Uh, we are currently on uh, season nine, and it is pretty fun, I have to say. Again, love watching it all through his eyes. I remembered how much I loved. We just finished um, All Stars 2 together, and I forgot how much I love All Stars 2 as like a season. Like mm-hmm. it's one of the more perfect seasons of Drag Race. Yeah. Um, and then you can really t- like to t- the stark contrast of like seeing how how much the production quality goes up like once they move over to VH1. Yeah, is so shocking. Um, I mean, it's also very stark, like when you can tell when like Raven comes and does the makeup, <laughs> like seeing that, uh, seeing that, uh, transition also as well too. So yeah, so we're, we're making our way through, uh, season nine right now. And it's so funny cause it's like, you know, oh, I like this queen. I like that queen. And then uh, me also completely forgetting who goes home, uh, during like lip syncs. And I'm like, I actually don't know how this ends. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. There's plenty of that. There are Queens. I see pictures of people. I'm like, oh, who the hell is that? I don't remember her. Yeah. Uh, Charlie hides. I didn't know who that, who Charlie, I was like, Oh, that's right. Charlie hides was in season nine. I'm like, who the heck is that? Charlie hides James Mansfield. Um, there needs to be um, like a, I do remember James. Cause I watched James's. um, youtube channel where she like remakes wigs because she's hysterical to listen to her voice the way she talks uh and then she finds these old like cheap wigs and like turns them into like really cool i just i like that kind of thing you know where it's like is this gonna go well i don't know we'll see and and she also has a few where like um trixie sent her like a box of like supposed trixie wigs that were all like terrible like Mm -hmm. that she bought online and uh so james uh did like a whole series of like remaking these like busted trixie wigs it was super fun but anyways uh, speaking of trixie are you gonna watch trixie motel <laughs> yeah i'm definitely gonna watch it yeah 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 we have seats for uh her and katya's tour coming up in april so i love trixie I, she's hilarious i watch all her videos on youtube every time she released a new one uh she's hysterical to me i love her like playing with toys like trying to put like doll houses and things together or making cakes in like her easy bake oven that her show or her uh, youtube channel is hilarious and it's a mess and i love it so i wonder if yeah. there's still t- I, there's probably not still tickets available huh for katya and trixie i don't know you could probably look i, yeah, I bet you could pick not. something up yeah yeah we we opted not to do vip for it but we did buy really good seats i'm really really happy we're like it's kind of dumb we're like we're row a but it's actually the third row mm. but like right on the aisle in the balboa so it's going to be perfect i'm i'm very very excited about that I have to say. Wonderful. Yeah. I hope she sees us and makes fun of us. And that'd be lovely. Her and Katya both. Absolutely. I also That's like, I love. yeah, yeah. Loving Katya, loving all of them. Re- renew a, a, a new love for detox. Yeah. Uh, upon the rewatch. It's been, it's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, just, you know, watching, you know, watching shows that I'm like, I've been keeping a list of all the new shows that I've been watching this year and uh it's been a really fun list uh nothing that you would like <laughs> or nothing of course. That, that would uh would strike your fancy but um but yeah all righty well i'm glad that you had a good week sounds like things are going uh going swimmingly with uh with lady jimmykins that makes me happy mm-hmm. and uh yeah i don't know what we're gonna do tonight for valentine's day you're gonna go to sleep. What are you talking about? Like, right? Exactly. Well, I have class for four freaking hours first, so I have to deal with that. Ugh. Well, actually, yeah, four hours. Jesus. Ugh. I hate no. it. No. Yeah, advanced research methods. It's super fun. Let me tell you. All righty. Well, we will be back in just a moment to, uh, you know, take a dive. Into My Bloody Valentine, 1981. Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Krista Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. 
We know podcasting and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. All right. Well, welcome back. So this week, uh, I just I couldn't resist. I was like, you know, it's, we've got an actual episode day on Valentine's Day. We have to do My Bloody Valentine 1981. So uh, it has been remade, uh, which maybe we'll save that for the next time this happens in seven years. Should we still be fright schooling? Yes. Or whatever, however, however many years it'll take in our for fright it to be school a... postdoc program, <laughs> our fright school residency. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, my buddy Valentine. Uh, we're going to Canada. Super exciting. So you know, we got what is it? Black Christmas is Canadian now. My buddy Valentine. They're just they want all the holidays to be horrifying. Uh, who wrote this screenplay? John Beard. Story, Stephen Miller, director, George Mihalka. I don't know. I didn't recognize anybody in this. Uh, this doesn't seem to be a film that uh, was a star maker, but I, I absolutely could be wrong. Well, but Stephen I- Miller is the architect of the travel ban, right? Is that different, Stephen Miller? It's probably a different <laughs> Stephen Miller, I imagine. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, look, hey, there are other there. Okay, there are some of these people's names are linkable. So they must be doing something. <laughs> I just didn't recognize everybody. Joshua, there was, it was like, oh, that's that guy from this movie or that woman from that movie. Well, except for what's his name? Hollis. That guy I did recognize from other things. Joshua, it could take me 10 minutes to make your name linkable on something. So, you know, linkable to the gutter. <laughs> There we go. Well, I'm just saying that they might have other things that they did in their lives that I am completely discrediting and dismissing. And that's wrong. So I shouldn't speak on it if I don't know. Anyways, not the point. Point is, My Bloody Valentine, that's what we're here talking about today. We got a group of idiots, uh, idiot teenagers (laughs) who want to have a Valentine's Day party in a town where it's like been banned because of, you know, murder uh as as you know happens and uh yeah and of course when they decide to have this you know celebrate valentine's day maniac shows up and uh decides to start killing everybody again yeah so joe my bloody valentine what'd you think are we doing like a like unit on spelunking that i'm just (sighs) you know what i actually wrote that down i totally forgot i was going to include that because we were just talking about like claustrophobic spaces in the descent and now here we are my bloody valentine i love that that's a great connection there's something there you know i know she pays attention in fright school you know she does pay attention um listen this movie is not good This movie is well, no, 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 no. I'm I, that's that's too much of a value judgment. I, I I own that. That is my bias as someone who you know. I'm uh, what is it? I'm that girl in uh, Five Cream that's like I still like the Babadook. Um, I understand that's my bias. What I'm saying is is that this is what I think people think about when they think about eighty slashers, eighties slasher films. Yeah. Like it's very much giving me it's very much giving me Eli Roth's Thanksgiving, you know, <laughs> white meat, dark meat, all will be carved. Like it nothing really to do with Valentine's Day and everything to do with like this legend that just so happens to take place on Valentine's Day. Again, that's formula works see friday the 13th right right nothing to do with the number 13 nothing to do with the day of the week everything to do with just random murder in the middle of the summer um that being said was it fun yes like this is something that you could put again if i had like a horror theme cafe or some horror theme business i would like put this up and have it run in the background you know during uh, during the day as people are coming in and buying various macaroons and things. 
<laughs> I'm very curious how you're going to MacGyver this into some sort of deeper meaning of horror. Uh, but because I think this was just, it was, uh, what did they say? It was a romp. <laughs> I really, a romp. You know, I hadn't watched it in a really long time. Uh, I'd say it was probably back, probably 2009 or 2010. We hosted a My Bloody Valentine party. And mm-hmm. so I showed this um, along with, I think the remake was out. It might've been a later one. We've done, we've done, we did a few of those. Um, where was the, yeah, I think it was like right around 2009, 2010, a- after the new one came out, after the remake. So we showed that along with like Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct, um, you know, other like kind of love and horror films. So it'd been a long time since I'd watched it. And I remember really not enjoying it the first, you know, that time. But watching it again, I, yeah, I, it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's, you know, yes, very slasher obviously. Uh, But I think it's, you know, effective. And I do think there are some things that we can kind of, well, for one, like working class safety conditions. Listen, y'all, this is why we need solar. Like we need to figure out how to like not be dependent on like, you know, and these assholes, they just abandon like their workers to see negligence, you know, it's negligence. And if they hadn't been so negligent with their, their, with the lives of their people, they wouldn't have had this like murder spree happen in the first place. What is it? Support the worker, not the boss. If there's exactly. a ticket, do not cross. <laughs> this is a very, this is a very like workers of the world. Like this is what they should show at like ISO organization meet at organizing <laughs> meetings. Right. It's just like, see what happens when you're a reliant on. I mean, it works for climate. It works for climate action and climate crisis actions. It works for worker stuff like this is very like, you know, how I know it's Canada, but like, like, what's the Canadian version of OSHA? Like that's what I want. <laughs> right, we need to get them on the. Uh, we on need to the, get uh, them on. What's like on the premises? Like, on the premises, and we need to be like, <laughs> yo, like these people are all, you know, they're too busy trying to get to their fucking party, and they left us here to die, um, which is just like the most wild premise. Yeah, like let's go to this Valentine's. I mean, like it if it was Christmas different story but like let's go to val let's get to the valentine's day party and and let's just fucking leave people here um let's not check the methane gas and let's just leave people here yeah fuck it yeah it's so it is a very unique like i can't remember like i mean i know that like valentine's day is a big deal obviously because is it though but is well, it, I mean, though? to people who take it seriously. Okay, okay. You know, but I can't imagine like a whole town like building like this whole like thing around it. But whatever, it's it, it makes this town special. You know, well, well the town is called Valentine Bluffs. Bluff, right? yeah, yeah, Valentine's okay. Bluff or Valentine Bluffs, whatever it is. So um, I get it's a namesakey type of thing, but I don't know. But still, that's their thing, you know, so they that's 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 what they're known for. That's what they're doing. They take a lot of pride in it. You know, everybody goes all out and decorates for it, all the whole thing, uh, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I just think that it kind of so something that I thought was really interesting in watching this film is that slasher films typically are about like lone women, you know, or lone people and like, you know, isolated in their house or isolated in a cabin or like isolated in like these different places. Uh, You know, it's like suburbia. uh, Everybody's like, you know, feels really alone. And this, this, I don't think we go to really anyone's house in this film. Like nobody's being, hunted at home or like you know harassed on the phone or you know looking through the windows it's like in businesses this is the whole town is very communal it's very insular Uh, i think several of the characters make references to trying to like leave the town and like failing and having to like come back or like they couldn't make it out in like the bigger world so this is a very close-knit community everybody's in the bars or in the you know the fucking laundromat like you know it's like the the it's like very it's very summer isle but like yeah but not you know it's like summer isle but 
connected to everything. <laughs> yeah, in a way. So it just fe- like this is one of those things where it like it just I, I don't know. Again, this is just something as I was sitting there watching it and thinking about it, I was like wow, you don't really have like the black Christmas, like the girls in the house, like getting the phone calls. You don't have like Halloween, like he's going house to house, murdering people. This is like happening in very public spaces that have meaning to the community. It's a very like this, the conversation happening in this is, is about like the community as a whole being under attack and the, the killer, uh, who we, yeah, you know, that's like the twist is, you know, the killer turns out not to be who you thought it was. We think it's the, you know, the original killer coming back and it turns out to just be a, like a, uh, what do you call that? A, um, vicarious victim, I guess, like the son of one of the original guys oh, getting murdered. I never heard that before. Vicarious victim. Uh, that's, I'm just saying like he, you know, witnessed his father's murder. And so he's now like, mm-hmm. he, that's the reason he's killing people is what I, I mean. I try not to think too hard about it. Cause it's strange. Like <laughs> that part of it's a little weird. Like, okay. So he's like been in this community this whole time, like friends with everybody. And then decides like, let's murder everybody. It would have been, people. it would have been more, it would have made more sense if it was like the killer's son or grandson. Like a, someone who was directly related to what is his name? Harry, right? Harry Warden. Yeah. Um, someone related to him. Other instead of like you know the son of a victim. Um, yeah, it was like, that part of it is just a little weird. But I did really appreciate that this does kind of uh, for being you know 1981, so just a few years after uh, Halloween, um, you know, and after. You know, you kind of had that sort of, you know, trope, I guess, in like a slasher film of 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 it being sort of a little bit more isolated. Mm-hmm. This is very much this attack on this whole town. Like, um, and I mean, and that's not, you know, there are other films like that. I just kind of really appreciated within this that it's like, yeah, we're we're taking this to a community level, uh, and a lot of the a lot of the spaces where the murders happen are these kind of shared spaces where the community gathers or is doing things um, together or have, you know, there's like, there's just a real like sense of community within, with these people. Uh, Yeah. I, I don't understand these children because they kind of laugh off the whole thing that happened 20 years ago like that's not really that long ago to be like hey this horrible accident happened in the mine killed a bunch of people and you know one of the guys that was there went you know insane because he had to like eat his friends and you know so he murdered the the supervisors and they're just like oh this is just some like fun community myth like folktale you know to keep us in bed at night like you know so they all like hear that and then it's like hey we can't have the valentine's dance here let's go in the mines yeah let's well first let's throw it on our own and then let's just go to the mine (laughs) yeah that that's all i mean yeah uh, there's listen this again is like in class movie day for fun you know, I, there's not like a ton of real meaning that we're going to pull from this. Like it's, it's a silly film. A lot of people make really dumb choices in it. <laughs> that being like the biggest one, like let's go party in the mine. Like what is wrong with you children? Like, no, you need to stay together in the little pool hall or wherever it was. And, you know, put some music on the jukebox and lock the doors and, you know, hunker down like people are getting murdered but that's again that's the other thing where the sheriff is like keeping it from people so you know the sheriff's like oh we've got like what three murders already and he's like listen we can't freak anybody out or tell them what's happening um (laughs) like let's just say she had a heart attack and i'm like i think she got the like polar opposite of a heart (laughs) yeah that whole sequence was terrible because you know you love madam uh mabel madam mabel's laundrette i mean if that's not See, the perfect business name. It's not. No, 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 no. No. Well, first of all, it's not. The perfect business name would have been like Lady Lucy's Laundrette. Like, let's. Oh, you need the consonants. Let's get a consonant. Let's get alliteration up in here. Yeah. Like, let's get a full alliteration. No, don't miss, you know, 
it's this you know marvelous maimed mabel uh, <laughs> madam mabel's laundrette it's i'm sorry that's still delightful to me like where that place has got a back room for sure <laughs> It's one of those places yeah. where it's like if you like you would never see a man in there like uh, it, you know gender norms uh gender norms pervade it's like it's all pink and it's where the ladies go to get the goss and um every now and no, then a drifter they're getting there. special stains out in the back room oh you think Jeez. oh you think it's like that you think it's like you know <laughs> something madam mabel lord <laughs> i don't know but yeah her that her death was terrible uh you know they it's actually really edited like i was reading some of the history of it because like it's really not that bloody it's like my bloody valentine and they like the kills are really quick yeah. Uh, but apparently there's like nine minutes of footage that was taken out and I could not find it. I guess they did reinstate like three minutes or something. I don't know. There's like different cuts of the film, but I didn't watch it. I watched like the original theatrical cut that's on stars or whatever. Um, but they did like really quickly. They show her fall out of like the dryer and it was like, ew, like <laughs> that's terrible. You thought what? that kill was weird. You thought that kill was bad. Well, it was just gross. Like you, she just looked really gross. I'm like, oh, that's sad. But you know, I mean, there are lots of other, you know, fun. I kills. Mean, yeah. Th- this whole movie is like, th- they're really fucked up. Like, let's first of all, uh, first of all, like, unless it is a, unless it is like a gay party or why would you be serving like hot dogs at the Valentine's day dance? Do you know what I mean? Like the big vat, like nothing, there is nothing sexy about eating a hot dog. And I say that unironically, like, you know, cause you're supposed to, I'm thinking like a finger food, give me a Totina's pizza roll, you know, that sort of thing. But, like there's nothing sexy about like a of a, a vat of boiling hot dogs. Yeah, I agree. I definitely don't want to make out with somebody that's like been eating a bunch of hot dogs. But I don't know. Again, maybe that's besides the point. You know, it's not really about that. It's a small town. These people have all already slept with each other. They already know who's you know gonna Which work. Is good. Like, you know, it's yeah. like Shit's Creek. You know, when the um. Stevie's like, oh no, like you've either been with the people or like, n- no, not not gonna happen. So maybe they just don't care. Like, yeah, eat all the hot dogs you want, have extra relish and onion. Who cares? We're all gonna die tonight anyways. So what does it matter? Um, <laughs> one of my favorite th- stories I read in the making of this film is that the the mines that they use to film in, uh, whoever owned them, uh, cleaned them up to make them look really nice, and they had to spend thirty thousand dollars to dirty them up again. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Like, what? How do you how do you make a mine clean? Well, I guess they just like yeah, like cleaned them up so they looked you know nice for filming. And it's like uh, it's supposed to be a mine. Like, we don't want it to look. We want nice. it to look like a working mine. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the. Uh, um, there was something. Yeah, the 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 owners cleaned up the location significantly, leaving it described as a clean and colorful Disneyland like set. Uh, so yeah, they spent it thirty thousand to paint portions of the mine to achieve a darker atmosphere. Uh, all of that, um, yeah, and they also had to like go. This says they were filming twenty seven hundred feet underground. And it would take an hour to transport cast and crew like up and down. And the lighting had to be very carefully planned as the bulbs that could be like the bulbs could get hot enough to like set off like methane. (laughs) It just sounds like, like how did this, this is one of those movies they need to be like, how did this get made? Like how, like literally like how, why are they filming in an actual mine? They couldn't build a set. They couldn't, you know, I mean, I mean, movie magic, right? Like, you couldn't go someplace and make it look like a mine. Yeah, I mean, for $30,000 to paint the mine, you think you could have, like, well, we could splatter some paint on a room, you know, put a few, uh, you know, ropes and things around, you know, make it like chicken wire and paper mache and make it make it look make it look like a mine up in here. Yeah. We're going to go to Knott's Berry Farm and the Calico. That's where we're going to fill up the Calico Mountain. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That yes, creepy, yes. 
that creepy ass. Uh, that's where that's where we're gonna film uh, if we have to make a movie with a mine in it. Um. Anyways, uh, look at these people. You know what I? You know what I did love was that, um, the girls like they were just so enthusiastic to to go to the mine like let's go mm-hmm. and and i was just like wow they really want to be accompanied by miners do you see what i was trying to do there wow to- joe <laughs> that was really something that that was that was quite a quite an effort uh, <laughs> it, it still didn't land but i was like there's got to be an unaccompanied <laughs> accompanied minor joke in there somewhere yeah um, i i'm telling you like yeah, I mean, is it's, this it's can so we say dangerous? <laughs> I'm just still hung up on that fact. Like partying in the mine, it's just it's not a good idea. Children, can I, can I ask you something? Where you where you're from? You know, in the middle of America, was there any place that was like <laughs> yes, this? Ohio is in the middle of America. I mean, uh, a place like this that like people would go party at that looking on it like 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 it's like when it's like oh let's go to the quarry and jump in and I'm like. <laughs> right okay yeah uh there were definitely there was like abandoned hospitals um you know there was an old there was like a gun factory that was shut down that people would go and party in uh yeah stuff like that here in san diego i've gone like to party like in the tunnels like in this like i don't want to say that it was like the sewer but like are you talking about the UCSD tunnels? I don't know. We had to walk like two miles underground, you know, like hunch down at times to like walk through these tunnels. And then they were setting off cherry bombs. I thought we were all going to go deaf uh, for a punk show. It was to see a punk rock show of like, I don't know. There was a million bands making so much noise. It was, it was, uh, it was quite an experience. Um, when I think about that night, I'm that was crazy. Mm-hmm interesting but that was here but in ohio no i mean yeah like yeah like the tuberculosis uh hallways or whatever tunnels at some hospital people would go and party in and i don't know i mean i've i've never been but i've heard that like at at black's beach on the full moon there's like a drum circle yeah i've seen that the only, i don't want to do that because the the climb up and down it's just a oh i know it's not it's not a, it's it's uh it's not good for people with mobility issues uh, yeah there needs to be you know i i need a i need an accessible route yeah <laughs> to get 100 percent. i can't i can't be doing that i went one time and it was such a nightmare getting back up that i don't i don't want to ever do that again uh and now i'm pr- i would probably have a heart attack and die if i tried <laughs> so like not into it just just the stress of thinking about it makes my heart race um anyways you know i think at the end of the day i this is a fun movie i actually would watch this again like just for fun because it is like i I think it's a fun slasher in the way that like friday the 13th is fun uh you know i wouldn't put it like in you know i don't think it's as great as black Christmas or Halloween, quite frankly, or or even Friday the 13th, I guess, um, at least Friday the 13th, you know, sort of the twist on the killer provides, you know, quite a lot of analysis, a lot of conversation we can have about, you know, um, about the genre of slasher films. Uh, this is just fun. And again, I just, I guess I couldn't pass up like making you watch it for Valentine's day. (laughs) I think people will be surprised to know that we've never done this film. So yeah, I am glad to have finally watched it. I kind of want to watch the remake now. Cause I know like the, when the remake came out, it was a whole thing. It was like in going to be in 3d. Yeah. I actually have it on DVD and it kind it had, it came with glasses and uh, like a whole thing that you could watch it in 3d or uh, in regular 2d or whatever. So maybe, maybe for next Valentine's day, Joe, maybe. we'll, we'll do the remake just to, just to, just to close the circle on the, my bloody Valentine conversation for you. Um, yeah. Awesome. I was trying to think if there's anything else to really to think about. Well, <laughs> oh, well, no, I don't know. <laughs> this was really just for fun. 
Yay. It's like, Yay. you know, we're in class. I have my, uh, like, Power Ranger Valentine's. What what kind do you have? You know the box. You remember? Oh yes. Up and you go and you choose. Oh, I would do. I would do like. <laughs> I would do like M and M's, or like some Nickelodeon characters. Yeah. Um. Yeah. La- the so uh, three years ago. Wow. Hard to say. Maybe not. Uh, two years ago, twenty twenty, uh, February twenty twenty. Um. I at the time at work. Uh, I was having like monthly lunches with some other gays that that uh, work in my office. Yeah, and so we got together on Valentine's Day and we did um, we exchanged uh, Valentines. And I made um, <laughs> I found ones that uh, were like Lizzo themed Valentines, and I made uh, Lizzo themed Valentines for everybody. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I feel like th- now it would be like I would do some sort of like fun character, maybe a Marvel situation now. Um, if I had to make my own, of course, you'd be getting like, you know, some h- fancy horror one. Um, I've been seeing love. I'm loving all the horror Valentines. Uh, TJ sent me uh, one that was it was <laughs> Octavia Spencer as Ma and I was like, do you want to come over for a drink? <laughs> um, which you haven't seen Ma yet, right? I've seen the film, but we haven't. Okay. Just, yeah, we need, oh, to, we, we we need might to. to. We might have to talk about Ma. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. I was trying to look to see if I could find like, oh, there we go. Vintage Valentine's cards. There we go. Yes. Oh, man. This is giving me like flashbacks. You know, you get like Batman, mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog. Look at all these. Lisa Frank. And everyone gets one or nobody. You know, you had to give one to everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember you had to make a box. Well, we did. When I was growing up, we had to make, you made, you brought, you got, you like brought a shoe box in to class and everybody decorated their box and you like cut open a thing so everybody could put the Valentines in them. Oh, did but you do like- that? No, but like, what if, what if you never, what if you didn't get any? You had to, we were given a list. And so you'd go home and every, and you would have to buy one of these things. It usually came, I think there was like 32 in a box or 24 or whatever. And so you would get a list of all the kids in your class and you'd have to write their name on each. Oh yeah, there were Beetlejuice ones. I think I did have those. Sorry, I'm being distracted by (laughs) the photo. I think I got those like, one. Beetlejuice came up as your vintage Valentine. Well, because of the cartoon series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember oh, those. But good. anyway, so yeah, so you'd come, you'd come home, and you'd have to like fill each card out with the kit, you know, two from. So everybody would get one in the class. Yeah, you couldn't do. It wasn't like you mean girls, you know. None for you, Gretchen Wieners. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Glenn Coco. Yeah, everybody had to have everybody. You had to make one for everybody in the class and everybody would get them. So then you come home with like 24 Valentine's cards with little candies and things, you know. Lord. Yeah, Valentine's Day for me, when you're allergic to chocolate as I am. Right. It's very like and acids that say I love you. Like, <laughs> you know, that's the, the, the candy hearts um, or like fun dip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't think they can even really do that anymore because of all like the allergies and, you know, children that can't breathe air, you know, it's like, you have, <laughs> I mean, to... You have to, I think it's all prepackaged stuff. Um, I had my first, Oh, never mind. I can't, I don't think, I don't know. Should I say like, <laughs> In high school, when I had a girlfriend, I had my first or like sexual experience with another person on Valentine's Day. Well, of course you did. That's very heteronormative of you. Exactly. At the time. It's you know. Valentine's. It's special. It's a special day. It's the day that we touch them. I touch yours, <laughs> and you touch mine. <laughs> hearts, I mean. Our hearts, of course. Th- that sounds like... Uh, that sounds like a tagline to like some, like a future Valentine's day horror movie, like Valentine's day, the day we touch them. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, that's enough of this uh, silly, fun movie for Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, there you go. Wonderful. Happy Valentine's Day, dear listener. We hope that you are loved and that you love others. Go you. And if you can't love yourself, then it's not a requirement, but I hope that you have access to mental health care. (laughs) There we go. All right. Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.